Somber day, Manly fans. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. That little sound effect of um, someone crying was actually Kohai. Um, look, we've lost Des today, which is disappointing. Um, I know everyone else hates Manly, but uh, we're pretty sad, especially when we're going to have someone like Anthony Seabold taking over our magnificent club. Uh, it is pretty disappointing. Anyway, we are here to talk about the Everest. It is Everest week. It's Caulfield Cup week. It is the most exciting week of spring, in my opinion. I love these races coming up. And tonight we're going to be going into that probably a little bit more in detail for the big races and trying to figure out if anyone can actually beat the strip. Hasn't been much rain this week, but obviously the track has been absolutely copying it in the last little while, but uh, we're hopefully hopefully it's going to be really nice, and a lot of us are going to be out there on Saturday, so if you are out there, feel free to DM us or message us if you want to catch up and um, have a beer and whatnot. be good to meet some people. We've been doing shooting the shit for the last couple of weeks, and if you haven't listened to those, it's been Tommy Berry, Tim Clark, Dylan Gibbons, Nash Rewilla, and luckily, um, hopefully... Fresh off another back-to-back Everest win. We'll have J-Mac on next week. So if anyone wants any specific questions for James, um, maybe maybe you'll have some more after the weekend if Nature Strip gets done. But uh, that'll be good. So that's planned for next week with J-Mac. But uh, as we get together, we talk about the races this weekend. All right, um, I have three of the boys with the So, Kohai, Tom, Chris is joining us. We normally do a separate Melbourne one, but Chris is jumping on board, talking uh, Ramwick and Melbourne for this week. Uh, I played on with some fantastic music with the man crying. I did say that it was actually Kohai crying over the top of the beat, but me and Kohai, diehard Manly fans, but um, put us together and it probably makes Chris. Chris is a very opinionated Manly fan. What are you? I'm going to go to you first, Chris. Thoughts on Desi, mate? It's um, it's a pretty brutal day for the club. Mate, I'm completely gutted. Uh, thank you for having me back on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I actually, it doesn't feel real to me at all. It just, it feels like a bit of a dream or a sick joke. Honestly, I don't understand it. It's just crazy. Like, I, there's just no sense in it to me. I've, I've got, I don't have any words. Okay, so I'm Chris, speechless. Chris is filthy. Kohai, go to you. We're getting rid of a premiership winning coach. Got to the finals last year, finals the week the year before, and we're probably going to pick up a Seabold who last coached his team to a spoon. Yeah, um, um, what do you say? Like, it's it, it kind of leaves you speechless. I, I think it's just. We knew the rumours and we heard about it, you know, this could be the possibility of the changing the guard and everything else, but you just go, it, it finally happens, and you go, are you kidding? And as Tommy Tommy and I spoke to Savo, there legitimately needs to be an investigation. Like, I'm sure Desi's going to take this further. So <laughs> it's not going to be a... It, it, there's, it's not going to be over, so to speak, right now, because the Eagles could be paying... You know, Desi for, you know, another season and everything else. And that fucks our salary cap and everything else. And I know Seabold's going to be coming in fresh. No, but, oh, no, God. Um, Tom, oh, Tom yeah. are you sitting there just more so with like a perverse grin on your face, knowing that you just re-signed Munster to a monster deal where he knocks back squillions of dollars because he just wants to keep winning. So you've got Craig for another year. You've got all the big names that have all re-signed. How are you feeling today, mate? Oh uh, yeah, I I don't think it changes much for Manly really. I mean, here we go. May as well make Turbo captain, uh, captain coach. Um, you need him to be playing to be winning. So I don't think it changes too much, to be honest. Asking Tom about Manly is like asking a Queenslander what they think of the of the New South Wales team. Like <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I was waiting for something. He's a bit more like civil than than I thought. Make ca- yeah, Turbo captain so coach is probably good. <laughs> You're not going to make the eight anyway. It doesn't matter who's coaching. Tom is just sitting there with a big grin on his face. Wish we were. Ah, you asshole. All right, boys. um, Round week this weekend. Um, I'm going to start with the barrier draw. And for everyone that doesn't know or new listeners, uh, Tom, Kohai, Chris, they all at Sky and Tab. Um, I'm the lone soldier out of there now. But Tom was working as a part of that barrier draw. If you didn't watch it, Google it, Twitter it, look whatever. It was Fucking unbelievable. So 500 drones were up there. 
they flew to above the harbour, showed the Everest Trophy, showed horses moving, and then literally kept changing colours and did the barrier draw like that. Tom, as a production, I know that you're sitting in a truck and making sure it was all going smoothly. Um, I believe only one drone stacked it and hit the deck, but how was that working on something like that? Yeah, mate, it actually was very nerve-wracking because the uh, truck that we're in that covered much of the drone stuff, like we're on land, there was another separate stuff on the boat, but we're on land covering the drones and um, we actually lost power like about five minutes before it <laughs> was meant to go to air. So everyone's running around with a headless chook and we just got power as the drones were going back up. So uh, coverage looked great, but it almost didn't happen and... Uh, literally sitting there all day to cover this one thing and power goes out right before it was a bit stressful, but uh, I thought it came together really great actually and uh, a lot of compliments from it and it looked incredible. Um, I've seen a few things like, um, Karen and I were talking about the, uh, the Olympics, they did some great stuff with a heap of drones and um, uh, you're starting to see in Vivid and a few other mm. things, but I thought what they did looked really cool. Um, yeah, and it was a great way to showcase Sydney and um, yeah, they'd be gross this week. It's done well with something that's like a barrier draw is notoriously pretty boring, right? Like a couple of old blokes go up, pick a ball, show it to the camera, and next. The, the way that Race New South Wales have done it, and I hate just praising them nonstop, but yeah, it was bloody unreal. I think um, I, was, I was very surprised. I mean, Alex and myself were watching it and thinking, what the hell, where does this come from? But however, like, designed it or looks after all those drones, it must be take a lot of fucking planning to be like changing colors and getting in the um, right position and stuff like every in like within a second so um very impressive very good stuff um coe man you talked to nash so if anyone wants to listen to that we spoke to nash wheeler last night pretty good of him to jump on the podcast within everest week um he was off doing more promo stuff today he had some good things to say um about Eduardo and obviously some big horses that he's ridden throughout his career. We asked him about Kementari and he's right up the rail. We also asked him about Think It Over and the day that he went to the grandstand and won the Queen Elizabeth, which he said that he didn't even plan it. He literally thought about it for half a second and went, I'm going out there. But he was pretty good, wasn't he, King? He was good. And, you know, like, um, just to have that, I mean, he's in information that he gave us yesterday was kind of imperative to how I was going to make my selections and how I was going about it. Not so much race one as we, um, he had no idea about the horse for race one. <laughs> that was funny but, though. We asked, we asked him about his ride in um, Amadi. I said, you know, what do you know about Amadi in race one? He goes, not much. <laughs> that was it. He just had nothing for the horse. But I mean, at the end of the day, like these, these hoops, they, ride hundreds and thousands of horses yeah. uh, throughout a course of a, I don't know, like a preparation. So it's just, I mean, it's not surprising at all to hear the the radio silence when you ask him. And, I mean, I guess the question was at hand, have you ever ridden him? What do you know about him? And he just yeah, <laughs> pretty much no blatantly, honestly, he let, went, yeah, never ridden him. I have no idea about it. So I'll have to watch a few replays. So, you know, like, the, once again, it's a tough job and, like the amount of research that goes in to like he he'd do all the back end work of just mm. calling i think j mac was on the last four starts or four ridings whether it's trials or race starts so he'd have to you know follow up all all that ask chris what's doing you know like it's it's a tough gig and you know like all respects to him because he's a what what did we establish 68 time yeah. group one winner so just I mean, a couple yeah, just, just a handful and 68 more than I'll ever ride, so congrats. Yeah, he was very good. Um, he's got some good rides this weekend, so fingers crossed that he does well and fingers crossed we the J-Mac one goes according to plan next week. Um, let's talk some Randwick stuff. Um, Coey, you put out a little article, which was said, Kohai often writes an article each week on his tips and goes into great depth. You did one for Wednesday, surprisingly. I wasn't expecting a Wednesday one, but you tipped quite a few winners, a couple at seven bucks, eight bucks, and you tipped Madame Pomery or Pomeroy or whatever with J-Mac aboard down in the thousand guineas in that absolute slop for some, somehow James went up the inside and won by an absolute pile. Um, a lot of the other races, it was just straight down the middle of the track. But, of course, James does it. It was a good win. Did you get a piece of the 26s or whatever it went up early? No, I missed, I missed the early price. Um, that's 
I was a little bit disappointed because I actually didn't think that it was going to go down to the thousand guineas. Um, mm. That's probably why I didn't actually take a secure price, so to speak. Even in the, I think the twenty sixes was snapped up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and then before you know it, it's sixteen bucks, and I didn't even take that. And before, like, come acceptances, they'd accepted, and I was like, oh, I am shaking my head. It's at ten bucks, yeah. nine bucks thereabouts, and I just go, oh. It's still a great price, but at the same time, I wish I was on at that price. But I did take tens, so tens is good. I, I wins a win. I can't, I can't disregard it. And J Mac gave it a peach, and just the fact that you know, it's been trying its heart out on the heavy ground up in Sydney, which is nowhere near as heavy as what Melbourne's been. I thought that it, the Sydney horses were going to travel well, and J Mac on board. That's a big tick. So. Yeah, I'm glad that Madame Pomery and, I mean, Chris Wallace is not short of the group one either. So, I think all the signs kind of pointed towards it and still held a price. So, I was, I was quite happy. Yep, Chris, Chris notches up another one. I backed North Star last of the early one, the other Sydney horse. So, that was fantastic. But, round week, um, we're going to skip the first. I think Coey liked um, a lot more love in the first, which has been backed into 750. But, Tom, I'll go to you in the next. The big dance wild card. So, most people, look, I'm going to guess. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of the cups where you come first or second, you get uh, entry into the big dance, which is a $2 million race on Melbourne Cup Day. I'm hoping I'm saying all this right. Steely is the favourite. Friend of ours, friend of the show, Gab, who's been on before. He's a pretty good shareholder in this horse. It's been backed at 7.50 into 4.20. It is the favourite. It did run in the very first qualifier where it came second. So I don't think that guarantees you a spot. So he'll be looking to win this race to guarantee a spot. Uh, Kerwin's Lane's there. Wicklow, Solar Apex, Wide Chap. Um, not, my other, not much else has been getting backed. But uh, Gab's horse, Tommy, been getting backed pretty well. Karen aboard, Barrier 11. Yeah, mate. And uh, also, guys, so work with Mark Whiteley, Whitey's in it. Um, uh, a couple of good owners in that. It, it's first up run was pretty good, and I think it'll improve off that. Kerwin's Lane, I think, will... Um, Definitely improved. Very good second up record. Dylan Gibbons claiming to for this race as well. Uh, I think you have to compete in one other um, of the qualifiers to qualify for this race. Um, and I'll say Wicklow's down on the weight as well. Pikey, 53 and a half, looks very good. So I'm very worried about that. But the, the one I want to really highlight is Wild Chap. I thought it was massive in the um, Cameron. Reese Jordan's uh, won his first group race. Um, on it, and he rode it really well. Uh, took the shortest way home, and it looked like it's a bit of an improvement from there as well. So, I'm going to take Wild Chat, um, but very, very nervous. Uh, Steely, Kellen's Lane, and Wicklow. All right, Wild Chap at 14s. Um, like I've said, Chris, you can chime in whenever you um, have anything to add in some of these early races. But, Coey, are you leaning towards our old mate Steely? Steely was actually really good last start. Um, I know he came seventh or what it like. Back of the field, but he was, was only about. I think it was only between one and a half and two lengths behind him. Like I thought it was exceptional. It was definitely short of its best. Like I mean, last year you have to remember he he competed he competed against a decent field in the Villiers, if I recall. Um, and like I I can't disregard it. Like I think I do think that the price is a little bit on the underside. I definitely do. I mean. You still get the services of K-Mac and, you know, Jared and uh, Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexi have bubble-wrapped this horse for that $2 million race come Cup Day. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to be taking a horse like this to the Cup Day? I mean, for the owners, the connections and so forth. But yeah, I think it's got a, it's got a really good chance. I just don't know if Barry 11 shouldn't be an issue. I, I do uh, think that it will settle towards back of the field anyway it's just i think in terms of speed map i mean we're looking at the likes of five kingdom wild chap prince of helena that's an interesting runner and cisco bay i guess that goes probably forward as well tampering's been noted to go forward so i mean i think it brings something like stealing into the race uh the rail being true i think the track will play really fairly so i mean 420, although I do think it's kind of on the underside, I'm happy to go with it. So I think Steely is a great, great chance for this. And anything, and great second up record. You have to note that as well. I think it's four starts, two wins, and maybe a minor in between. Um, 
So I'm happy to go with the favourite, but I, I think I want the price pushed out a little bit. Yeah, it may, it may drift, who knows. All right, Steely in the big dance. Uh, the Craven Plate, look, we could probably fly through this, but Cascadian is a $1.60 favourite now. They did go up $1.90 yesterday, which is um, probably a bit generous. It's $1.60 now. Surf Dance is there with Nash board. We go straight to double figures. Um, Cascadian obviously had a couple of runs down in Melbourne and then came to Sydney and won very convincingly. Won by about three and a half, four lengths or something from memory. Uh, Jay McAboard, dollar sixty of the best. Um, where are you, Chris? Is Cascadian one of yours? It's, it's always been one of mine, and I've yet to collect on it. But this looks like a pretty good race for it. Cascadian's actually always been one of mine. Um, was all over it in that Hill Stakes, the small field that shouldn't be an actual group one, but that was um, a fun little fun little win. Uh, this price looks pretty putrid to me. I actually liked. Uh, Penarello, which is a former Kiwi thing um, running around here, ran, hit the line really well in the Shannon behind like Old Flame, who we butchered, who got butchered by Carr last week, but started really short in Melbourne. Uh, I really, and won the Queensland Derby also, but yeah, that, that's where I landed on. Pinarello, Pinarello. Yeah. Well, I would assume, Kohai, you love your New Zealand horses. Can you give Pinarello a push or are you just balls deep Cascadian? I can give Pinarello a little bit of a push. I mean, 1,800, I think it steps up to a better distance for sure. Like, I think just a step up is definitely handy. It needs further. I think it should – it's definitely a horse that's kind of looking for 2,000 to 2,400. I think the mile and a half is kind of where you want to be with Pinarello. I think it's just a proper Kiwi – Tough, you know, stayer. Um, Seventeen bucks is quite a juicy price, and I mean, Sammy Clippen and the the team over there. I mean, no slouches. But at the same time, I probably would be looking like after listening to Nash yesterday about surf dancer. I think the the tactics will remain the same, and I think this will be the perfect lead up to the big dance, so to speak. And I mean, we've seen what this horse is capable of, and he won the Craven Plate last year on think it over so i'm hoping he goes back to back to be honest tommy are you just a cascadian man no i can't push you in a cascadian either not at the door 60 i mean it's been really impressive and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the horse too but as sort of coach said the upsides on the surf dance so it's been um uh been heading towards big dance for a while and it's been notching up some really good runs so just on the price i'm gonna take 460 surf dancer but wouldn't be shocked um, uh, if Cascading won, but I can't take the dollar sixty. The other thing is the weather. If we get a lot of rain and a surf dancer does um, has a nice little trip up front, I think it's uh, could be on for him. And uh, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about Prometo until I'm on it when it wins. But it's a uh, very good horse and uh, very keen to see it finally win a race. But I don't think it's going to be this one. So Cascadian $1.60, it's obviously taken a big uh, price out of everyone else from $1.90. Surf Dancer is the horse that's probably kept its price. Everyone else has sort of fluctuated by around $10, some of them, but Surf Dancer is still sticking around that four sixty mark. So looks uh, looks the goods. Uh, the start St. Ledger, a horse here that I think looks go look all right um, this weekend is Stockman. But Cadre du Noir, this is the one that um, I butchered every time that I say it. It's $2.15. It's been smacked. It's two eighty into two fifteen. Brenton's aboard. It did not win last start. Uh, Grove Ferry was actually a really good winner in that race. But Stockman has been back. It's into three eighty, and we go double figures for your likes of Sacramento, which will be uh, loving it up front. We've got Career, Chalkstream, Cucaracha. It's always fun when you look at J-Mac, and he's on board a $23 horse. So that is, um, that's pretty unusual, but... Cadre du Noir and Stockman. Tom, I'll go straight back to you. Are you in my camp with Stockman? Yeah, I was on it in the uh, Metro, and uh, I thought it was oh, it was pretty good. And again, it's going to be a big on the rain. If um, there's a lot of rain, it's only going to improve for Stockman as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be with Stockman. Big fan of the horse and clipping it on. Doing, doing pretty good. Gets a bit good weight relief from that massive run in the hour. Uh, the trop as well. Um, yeah, what's the speed to here? Fun fact goes forward. It was a nice one in Queensland and Sacramento. Might 
might sort of overdo it up front a bit as well. So, yeah, that definitely brings Stockman into it. Very worried about Cartridge in the wire. Can't take 215, but uh, very good horse. Um, Arapaio, not, and Cariff can perform on their day, but I don't think they like the rain either. Stop. But we're sort of in that heavy rain. I, I can't, uh, heavy range. I can't see anything beating Stockman. Love that. That's why I won. Kohai, Stockman. I do like Stockman, but I, I knew those apart. It's got to be, it, it, it's going to be interesting because I think he will be a little. I mean, from the barrier, he's drawn four, so he's got to be. He will get nice cover and everything else, and get a decent chance at it. I think there is a bit of value, so I think Cardro Dunaway is actually unders in my eyes. I think, I mean, yeah, it's got a little bit of a, it's got runs on the board for mine, but. Saying that, like, it's trapped wide. Where does it settle? I guess it probably is leaders back, but is it going to be three wide? Is it going to be overworking? It, it likes to be forward, this horse. So I'm not sure if that barrier is handy. I know we've got 2,600 metres to decide this and settle, but I, I guess the biggest thing is that J-Mac jumps off and the fact that uh, Brenton goes on and, J-Mac gets the services for Kukaracha. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be a that could be a Waller thing. I don't know. Might be his commitments. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't think Kukaracha is a winning chance in mine. I, I I do like the Stockman kind of the value bet. But, I mean, I don't mind actually having a little go at Chalkstream, to be honest. I mean, uh, it's going to be a weird one. But I think... It's so hard to catch this horse, but I think he is on the well, he or she. I'm not actually sure, but he's on the improve. And I think the soft seven, soft seven and heavy eight suits. Uh, we've seen it run through the ground really well. I think it's just been caught in a really weird speed battle over the course of the last couple of runs. I think it'll settle nicely midfield. Um, yeah, I think you should get a nice little run in transit. So I wouldn't mind having a, something a little, little bit on Chalkstream, but I mean, I think I am with the Stockman camp for the most of it. I, I think Cardo Dunois is a little bit of a lay for me. Love that. So Stockman, a bit of Chalkstream to place. Chalkstream is 18 bucks. Chris, this is where you normally just pick out something else that I don't <laughs> like. What do you like, mate? Only thing for me is Tommy's pronunciation of Arapaho. Surely it's Arapaho <laughs> and not however he said it. And... <laughs> And if Chalkstream does win, if Chalkstream does win, I would love to join the King in the Owners' Lounge also. But no, uh, I've got nothing here. I did like Francesco Guardi, which was nommed for the race, but he's going to the Geelong Cup next week, so maybe just one to look out for there, but nothing for me here. That's not Chris's motto, I think. I've got nothing here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One of my favourite races is the Cozzy, and... Surprisingly, a lot of us put in money, um, friends of mine, to go into the Cozzy. We spent about $2,000 to try and get a ticket. We did not. Um, I played poker last week, sat next to some random old guy, and he mentioned that he won a slot to the Cozzy Osco. And when watching the draw, it said one, one person from Curl Curl. For anyone that doesn't know where that is, it's about five minutes from Manly. But there was a group of boys or lads from a golf club that got a Kosciuszko slot, there's 10 of them, and they are in the race, which is bloody, fuck, I'm very jealous. But It's Me is going around, there's been a lot of chat about whether It's Me is in full fitness and how it's going and all this stuff, but it's still favourite, um, there must be a bit of doubt in the mind though. Front page is there, that's the one I'm probably leaning towards, you've got Far Too Easy, James Orman is down to ride, Handle the Truth, Nash talked about it last night, it's on the drift though, 6 out to 8.50, Art Cadeau, we know the horse, Anathol, another one. We got the likes of Sparanak and Memmoth and Fender. This is um, it's a very open race. One rate, one horse that really did get backed is Trabtal Bragar. However, I say it, it's fifty-one bucks into twenty-one. Halved its quote. Uh, Kohai, you've been working on this show for a while. Which way are you leaning? Looking at where everyone's drawn, I think. I think both the Cody Morgan runners will set the speed. I think they'll be genu- genuine like speed setters. So Talbogar and La Melody from out wide, I think they will, it being stable, most they'll bowl along really quick. I think um, neither of them have actually run 1,200 metres, so it's going to be really interesting. So I, I see them actually petering off pretty early in the piece. Come the turn, I think they'll be kind of gassed mm-hmm. is kind of how I see it. Um 
I'm still like I, I'm kind of blown away with the price that front page is still. I think it's finally made it to the Kosciuszko. I know the race is on Saturday, so there's a couple of days for for drama to occur. But at the same time, front page is pretty much there. And it's drawn four, and I think it's going to get an absolute cushy run. I, th- I genuinely think that it's going to be probably behind Lamelody in the run, so it'll be kind of one back, one out, and that's I think that's just going to be an absolute peach of a ride. And at the end of the day, front page. I know Tyler Schiller is an apprentice still to this day, but I think he could absolutely salute on this. And he he rode him in that race down at the Wagga Town Plate couple months ago in May and that was an absolute peach. If he does anything like that, and there was about four other horses that came out of that race, so the likes of Nemeth, uh, Handle the True, uh, what else? Another one was also in there. So, like, I mean, it's beaten these horses, like a a good quarter of the horses before. So, I'd be with uh, Front Page and if there was to be another horse. I think far too easy. Looks good. Handles all conditions. Probably settles behind front page, so it should get another cosy run in behind. But I, I genuinely think it's a racing two at the moment. So front page and far too easy for mine. Beautiful front page with me, Tommy. Are you with uh, front page? Tyler Schiller, great little jock. Yeah, yeah. A couple of really good points. Like I'm, I'm very. Um, I, I can make cases for so many here yeah. and. Um, yeah, it's me. You gotta, you, you really gotta wonder when they put synthetic or filler in, especially a couple of days before the race. So, I actually had something on a couple of the uh, emergencies in case that does go out at very long prices. Um, but yeah, it's me. All things good would would go pretty well. Um, front page, yeah, Kelly's sort of spoken about it. Far too easy. He's really impressive and sky's limit with it, especially. Soft and heavy and 1,200 metres, and it's one of the fitter horses as well. A lot of these things are coming in fresh, but um, I've got to look to a couple of other things that are a bigger price. I thought Anathol was huge last start against some serious sprint uh, horses in Nature's Trip and mm-hmm. Eduardo and Marsdu. It flew home. And $11, I think, is a great price. I'm going to spec it. Um, another one as well in a um, bit of rain-affected and fresh can go really well at Spiranak. I've been a big fan of Spiranak, and Rod Northern's been talking it up to anyone that wants to talk about it. It's flying, and Reese Jones um, riding really well at the moment. So between NFL and another one at Spiranak, I might have a couple of bets there, and um, hopefully they do pretty well. I reckon Talbagra's had a bit of money for it because um, it's probably a natural leader with uh, Lamelody coming from the wide gate as well, Cody Morgan's. Um, to going forward, but um, there's a lot of speed here, and Chris set up for yeah, Anathols and Spirinax. Chris, what are your thoughts? You had a look at the Cozzy? Oh, I've been with Handle of the Truth uh, all the way through, hit the line really well, got like way too far back in both the Concord and the Shorts against, you know, Eduardo and Nature's Trip, but hit the line really well both starts. Nash back on here. This has been the Target in the grand final, so I've been with Handle the Truth. Think it's a decent price. Beautiful, Handle the Truth, eight fifty. All right, Sydney Stakes. This is where we got um, a couple of the reserves of the Everest going around. But Kementari is the fave. Special K. I'm still upset it is not in the Everest. But six dollars in the three fifty in the Congo is there at five fifty on the Drift. Apache Chase, Wahaha Falls, Remark, Forbidden Love, Swats That Brutality, all of them. But um, does anyone not want Kementari to win? I would love to see Nash win the Sydney Stakes Award. Uh, Kementari, when we said, you know, he what did he say? He really doesn't want it to get scratched, obviously, because he's losing this ride and he's really confident on it. But, Tom, you're a fan of Kementari, aren't you? Um, does it win? Barrier 11, it's wide. Yeah, it was, it was a huge run last start. Nash has got such a great record on it as well. But... Uh... I think 350 is a bit short. If anything I know about Kementari is when it looks like it's going to win, it normally is a bit of a dud. So, um, and especially if they didn't pick it for the Everest after last week's as well, I don't think it is going as good as um, yeah. ingratiating. And I reckon if ingratiating was in this race, it, it wouldn't be the price Kementari is. So on that, I can't take it. Um, Apache Chase I'd love if it was a dry track. And if we're improving by this time, I might have something on Apache Chase and, Remark's been really good. 
I think it'll improve as well. And I can probably entertain it at 850. But the one I want to speak about, Brutality, I thought it was absolutely huge first up. Um, it, it was well back to the field and rocketed home. And if if it jumped and was a bit closer, I, th- I think it I think it would have been right up there in the placing. So um, it really improved last prep. The wide gate's a bit of a worry, but hopefully it just gets back and really flies home in this big field. And yeah, big, big fan of Brutality. Um, there's a couple others you can talk about. Um, Cole Wilson-Taylor coming down to, I was about uh, to mention ride that. me on Smart 1. Um, he's a big tick. He had no idea. He's a really good jockey. Yeah, yeah. He only found out last second that he was coming to Sydney. Well, yeah, and um, Gem Song could pop up in a race like this as well. But my, uh, I got to go with brutality each way. Coey, explain to me why Haha Falls open fifteens. It's now seven. Brenton aboard, drawn absolutely very wide. Good I'm start. actually not. Sh- I'm actually not sure to be absolutely honest. I mean, I guess that's the connection. Yeah, it's the connections, and oh, I, I just don't know. Like it is car park draw, but and. I tell you what, this is a capacity field, and I mean. this is, this is. I don't know what the move is, but there's a little bit of mail obviously around it. Whether it's the owners, I have no idea, but there's support for it, and I have to respect it. But I, I shan't be on it. Um, how many get it? How many in this it? in the race? Is it eighteen plus a couple of emergencies? I'm guessing. I think it is eighteen, which is huge. It needs a couple to go. Yeah, it is. A, it's one out. It is that. Yeah, it is eighteen. Um, but, yeah, Tommy already made the case for Apache Chase. If it gets a little bit drier, oh, it's a group one winner. You have to remember this. Um, huge, drawn well. It'll probably box seat or thereabouts anyway. I think it will get the run of the race if the track starts to dry up a lot more than we suspect it to. Uh, so I wouldn't mind having a couple of dollars on. But I guess the most interesting runner for me is in the Congo. We spoke to Timmy Clark a couple of weeks back and... He was the runner that we should keep an eye on, yeah. controlling the house down, so forth. And he gets the services J Mac. Like that's pretty extraordinary. I don't think he's actually ever ridden it, but they've managed to secure him. And like it's drawn well enough. Like it is thirteen, but he is an upfront horse. Whilst there's a lot of speed, uh, like there's not that much speed actually drawn in the race. So the likes of Prime Candidate, that's definitely a go forward type. We own a smart one from Queensland, I guess that is, and the Apache Chase, which, yeah, we all know how he kind of goes through the surface. So in the Congo, I know it's drawn 13, but 550, um, it's definitely a group one horse, much like Apache Chase, and the handle's kind of the going as well. So I'd definitely be keeping an eye on it. And, I mean, Special K, how can you, yeah, like, I mean, the sl- it was such a, rev- a revelation when... Um, they thought that it's never going to run on the heavy or the soft side. And it ran, I think, the hallmark and so forth and won comfortably. And you just go, why haven't we been testing this for so long? So the conditions definitely suit for it. 11, Barry 11, I think. Yeah, Barry yeah. 11 is a little bit sticky. But saying that, I would not. It's a group one horse. I think it is definitely a stakes grade horse. Where Whilst I reckon a third of this field isn't quite up to that stage. Um, so, although they might have won stakes great, I don't think they were as strong as this race. So I, I just genuinely think that in the Congo is a good chance. Kementari is a good chance. And Apache Chase, if it dries up, is a great chance. In the Congo, you got to remember, it beat the likes of Animo and Paulelli and, you know, ran second to Marzu and stuff. So it's got a pretty good track record. Um, Chris, I'll go to you just quickly before we go to the big one. Is this where you give a bit of love for something like Swats That, your little Melbourne man, Kieran Ma, Eustace, D-Lane? I was going to say, we haven't even mentioned Forbidden Love and Swats That. It's an epic race. I, I don't have a lean. Uh, I do want to point out that Shelby 66 yeah, started, I was about to mention that too. started $5 in a Group 1, opened $5 in a TJ or something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't have anything. It's, it's an epic race. I'll be sitting back and watching and enjoying it. Right, Tab Everest time. And two bucks now for Nature Strip. It did go out to 225 today, and I think... A lot of people would have snapped it up. It was it's got into as much as a dollar ninety. I can't. I don't think it's got any shorter than that anywhere else. But we have Nature Strip. We have Lost and Running. Second line of betting at sevens. Eduardo had a bit of love yesterday in the market, but it's drifted back out to eleven today. Jack and O, Mask Crusader, Private Eye, Marzu, Giga Kick, Overpass, 
What's a, what's a, and we have what's the roughy of the field is Joyful Fortune. To me, look, I'm I think Nature Strip wins. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Lost and Running wins. Wouldn't be surprised if, if if Eduardo wins. Jack and O Mask Crusader, perfect horses to be flying from the back. Private Eye, I have no idea. Giga Kick is probably my horse that I just don't think does well. But this is my favorite race of the year. To be fair, I'm a big sprint man. This is the, this and the TJ are my two faves. But Tommy, let's go through it, and then after that, we might do it like a Nature Strip out market or pick our first four in order or something. But Tom, take it away. Yeah, just thanks for that, Zach. The nice, easy job here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can you say, Mask? Um, Nature Strip just looks so good. Uh, he's just improved um, again and again, and he doesn't he doesn't have that bad race in him anymore. You'd argue that um, when he does have his bad race, he's second up, and he hasn't he hasn't really had a second up run for a while because he went to England and that. But can you see him? Can you see him running bad here? No, he's going to be in the top three uh, for sure. But it's it's just can anything beat him? Um, yeah. Lost and running's been going massive. But Wado maybe on his day, but you just worry with that extra that like eleven hundred. You'd say Eduardo possibly, but yeah, twelve hundred sort of almost rules him out. Jack and I really want to be keen on, but fourteen back to twelve, there will be a lot of speed, and that was an electric Golden Rose. And then Master Crusade is going as good as ever. I, I always make the pace that Master Crusade is a spring horse and his autumn was terrible and he's come back and he's had two really good runs. And I think Pikey suits him really well. Um, and they're going to be going pretty hot here. Uh, if, if Snapdance was in it as well, um, there'd be a lot, a lot of speed. Yeah. But he's still got overpass. He's still got... Um, Joyful Fortune's been... Um, you asked Mark Minim, he reckons he's going to lead Nature Strip and um, Eduardo. He, he's going to have a tough job. But yeah, um, does that set up some back markers like Mars Crusader, Private Eye, um, Mars Uzi running well? Jackado. I don't know. I could talk myself into so many ways. Um, look, I think at the moment, though, I'm leaning towards Lost and Running. I think he's just third up. He's, he's, he's um, rock hard fit now. He didn't. He's improved so much, but he, he didn't lose as much uh, condition as he did last year. And then you saw where he got to uh, by the time the Hunter was. And I think he, I think he's the real deal. And um, we'll find out on Saturday for sure. But, yeah, I, I don't think the conditions matter either. And getting $7 compared to $2 nature's trip, I just, yeah, I, I just think $7 is a great price for lost and running. So I'm going to take that price to beat nature's trip. Fourth in the Everest last year, first in the Premier, could be um, all set up. Looks like it's primed pretty well. Kohai, are you in Nature Strip's corner? If not, what can beat Nature Strip? I am still in Nature Strip's corner. I just think that, you know, after after its stint in the UK, its first up run, all, all things considered, even regards to the... I think Bar- Barrier 12, I don't think, is the worst-case scenario. I genuinely don't. Like, I just think it stays out of trouble from the outside. It'll make its own race. J-Mac knows this horse inside and out. I, I, I love this thing. Mm. Um, uh, the fact that it drifted out to 230, this Arvo, and then it's already been pushed back into two bucks, even money. I think the, uh, the market speaks volumes here. I think loss and running is definitely the the biggest danger to it. But I think Nature Strip just second up. I, I think there's going to be plenty of improvement from the first up. Just as, I mean, you wouldn't think there will be improvement, but there, there's going to be improvement, I think. And it's going to be rock hard fit. It's just had the right preparation, faultless. And you have to remember, like, a couple of Everest to go. The lead up wasn't great. Uh, I think it threw J-Mac off on one of the barrier trials leading up to it. Uh, that year, subsequently, didn't actually do anything. Uh, the following year, which it being last year, it had a faultless preparation, had two lead-up runs into the Everest, bolted in like a good thing. Mars Crusader was great, but saying that, Nature Strip controlled that race perfectly and timed it, you know. So I just see it the same way. I think Nature Strip wins. Lost and running, I'm happy to just, like, exactor it. 
and then let the miners fall. I think Mars Crusaders is a little bit unfortunate because the the heavier side of the track, but it yeah, I just can't look past Nature Strip uh, for mine. Okay, Nature Strip two bucks for Kohai. Chris, are you giving any backmarkers a chance? Are you giving the likes of Jack and O Mars Crusader to run over the top of any of these? Yeah, I look at if Nature Strip is going to get beat. How is it possible? And it's because there is so much speed here on paper. And yeah, they might not go that quick because they're happy to kind of run for second, if that makes sense, because the prize money is so good. But if I'm trying to find something that can beat Nature Strip, it's because they go so quick. And the only thing that can run those crazy splits home Chautauqua-esque style off that fast tempo, to me, is Mask Crusader if it's not as wet as Sydney is usually. So if I think it's not it's actually meant to be okay. So I'm, the way I see it in my head, the sun actually is is out. They go really quick. Mask Crusader wins. Okay, love that. Uh, how about you give me, I'm going to ask all the boys, but give me your first four in order. I do agree with Tommy what he said in terms of lost and running. It's got that, like, to me, he's the heir apparent like he's the one going forward next year's Everest favorite um my top four is Mars Crusader, Nature Strip, Lost and Running, Eduardo. Okay that'd be a oh, not, that'd... I just, like I've, it's it's a great race it's so exciting. Of course I'm, this is the, this is the yeah. stuff when you when you can pick a first four and have five bucks and get it five times this is the stuff that um these are the good ones. Tom your first four in order. Uh, Lost and Running Major Street, Mask Crusader, Flying Home, and Jack and I is going to be on the outside of it, Flying Home as well. Coey? I'm going to go Nature Strip, Lost and Running, into Jack and O, and then Mazu. Ooh, Mazu. All right, I am Nature Strip into Mask Crusader. I think we're going to have the same exactor of last year. I think Eduardo is going to be there just holding on for third. And Lost and Running is going to run fourth again. So it's going to be three of the top four oh, horses. Doing there the goes ex- my first four. Doing the exact same thing as last year. Um, what I was going to do, I, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of like the next couple of races. So, boys, if you want to mention any of these, let me know. Otherwise, we head to Melbourne. Tom or Kohai, you want to mention any of the last three? Mo- Mr. Mozart is the standout in the Silver Eagle for mine. Back to it for the Golden Eagle. Love it to win. Love it to look good. Tommy, any others you want to look at the rest of round week? Yeah, I think Polly Gray's got a chance at a last. Hoping your heart maybe a bit over the odds. Yeah, I think Miss Mozart, very hard to beat. Uh, uh, Waterford, if anything's going to beat it, maybe Waterford. But um, yeah, that's about it. All right. This is where um, Chris has to shine. This is where he's... Um, well, let's go straight to... We'll do a couple of races, but let's just start with the Caulfield Cup. It's... Um, I feel like it gets forgotten now. Like, Volandis has done such a bloody good job at this race that um, even the lead-up to last year when you had the incentivise and stuff, it just seemed a bit more exciting. But the fact that Smoke and Roman's his favourite is uh, speaks wonders, I think. But Smoke and Roman's J Car aboard is $4.60. It's pretty much bang on. Has not moved. Benno is there. Bayless gets the ride at nine bucks. Nonconformist is tens. My old mate in Allegron is elevens. New Marion. Tommy Berry riding down in Melbourne. Didn't get an Everest ride. Gold Trip. Dewis. Knight's Order. Montefilia. No compromise. Vow and Declare. I think I'm, I can't remember who I heard tip this horse, but Vow and Declare. Blake Shinnerboard as well. Chris, which way are you landing for the big one? Hey, look, to me, it is still a huge race, and I understand, like, the Everest This year, though, is, this year. It's not... You can talk- have both, to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, it's, there's no... There's, it's missing that star power, for sure. I agree with that. And Smoke and Romans is probably a deserved favourite. The win in the Turnbull was really strong. Uh, it's just a shame that those staying races, almost across the country, but definitely in Melbourne this season, have just been... They've all been slow tempos. It just seems like the parts come out of them a little bit. Jewess hasn't got that fast tempo she got in the autumn, and I'm not sure she gets it here. I'm just waiting for her to get it so she can hit the line, get that help, and have those front like the front markers die. Like she, she kind of got in the autumn. She hasn't got it. Knight's order is a wet like wet tracker. It's underwater down there at the moment, and probably one of the only horses to go forward here and put pressure on with Smoking Romans. 
Um, Montefilia was a, was certainly Dale last start when Cascadian mm. beat him. Uh, no, the Metro form doesn't usually hold up in the Caulfield Cup, but no compromise is the distance and tracks. No concern here. Price is really interesting, and I'm a Benno fan as well. Uh, but I'm with Inspirational Girl. Distance love that fourteen because distance is the query because she hasn't been there. But with the speed I'm expecting, I think it should be fine and can win. She was held up massively in the Turnbull, hit the line better than anything, really, and can kind of map wherever she wants here. Uh, Charlie Rose might not have been set for this, but shouldn't be 100 to 1 either. All right. Um, I like that. We're getting 20. Where are we getting for Inspirational Girl? 14 bucks. It's one of the greats. Barrier 1, 2, the old Perthy. Um, Tom, any, any thoughts along the Caulfield Cup? I'm a big fan of Legron. Um, yeah. I think I think that three-year-old uh, staying stock um, is going to come out and actually be pretty good. I think Benno is a really good horse, and I think Legron's beaten him twice. So, uh, especially the further we get, I think the better it's going to be. And I'd love to see a little Ethan Brown story jumping off smoking Romans and jumping on a Legron and and proving he's done the right, uh, pulled the right rein. I yeah, I'm a big fan of the horse, so I'm gonna yeah back it for both cups. And the other one I'm a bit worried about would be Numerian. Um, we saw it last prep, couple of runs, looking okay, and then when they stepped it up, it, it uh, I think it was the Gosford Cup, and then onto the Q22 um, where it beat Zaki. Um, it's a serious race horse, so. I don't think Tommy Berry didn't get an Everest ride. I think Tommy Berry said no to an Everest ride and decided to go to Melbourne because he's um, a lot of chance in the Caulfield Cup. So Allegro and New Marion are the two I'll be backing. Do you think he, do you think he said no to Musk Crusader? Musk Crusader is a, a, not a no chance in the Everest. I don't think he said no to Musk Crusader, but I reckon if he um, was in Sydney, he would have been on the Everest run. Like ingratiating or saying, yeah, maybe. Um Something. Kohai, Caulfield Cup. Uh, at the moment, I'm kind of in, I mean, without dissecting completely the speed battle and everything else, but I'm kind of in the camp of three at the moment. Uh, Tommy's made a good catch for Legron, but I, I reckon Benno is the better chance for it. I think it, you know, I mean, <sighs> Regan Bars has gone down. John O'Shea would have been disappointed as shit to not get a run in that matchup. I think it would have won the the matchup that day as well. Numerian, he's uh, Tommy's already touched on that. I think Numerian's probably the the best of the three for mine. I think just the fact that I don't know if there is going to be too much onset speed, and the fact that it can handle or it can it, it's run on the heavy going so to speak. I don't know if it's won on it, but it's definitely been in high class company. Uh, I think Numerian probably it's drawn inside of Knight's Order, so I'm hoping that it just kind of trucks in. Uh, might sit outside and might sit just behind it, wherever it might be. I think Numerian will be with the speed battle. Uh, I think it'll be on the speed. And then I guess the one one horse that we're kind of not sure about is Gold Trip. I think Gold Trip stepping up to that 2,400 metres, I think it's ideal for it. Whether it can handle the, what what is it, the heavy 10 at the moment, I think Caulfield still. Um, yep. I'm not sure. But He's been a promising horse. I know he's been behind Smoking Romans for the, the last two starts, but I think the step up and trip to 2,400 really suits this horse. There's not much weight difference between the lot of them. I think it will make for a really kind of competitive start for it, and this is kind of – it could go leaps and bounds for it, uh, and it could go to a Melbourne Cup off the back of this. I'm not sure what the plan is. I know they've kind of withdrawn out of the Cox Plate race, but – the Melbourne Cup still in their mind, so if that does good, this six-year-old uh, French import uh, wouldn't be putting past the Murray Eustis team, who knows stays inside and out, to take it to the Melbourne Cup. So I'd say it's a bit of a smoky, but yeah, I think New Marion on top for mine at the moment. Okay, New Marion. I swear, Dewis is supposed to win a race this prep, but who knows? Um... Bound to Claire as well, Blake Shin. All right, why don't we talk about the sprint? I think it is race seven. My cafe sprint is a thousand meters of the best. Uh, Dragonstone goes around his favorite. I've got a few friends that really don't like this horse. I like it. I think it's a good horse. Timmy Clark gets the ride for Mark. Um, 
trying to see what it opened. 360 and a 340. It's had a bit of a spell. Last race was obviously back in winter. Generations there at 440. Asfura. This horse had a really good win at, at a midweek race and then it didn't really handle Mooney Valley, but its first up win was really good. Callus, Express Pass, Ashford Street, even Malkovich is there. Uh, Chris, the sprint, 1,000 metres of the best at Caulfield. Yeah, Dragonstone got beaten by passive Winx-Gressive uh, last prep at Flemington, which um, was... but it, it, And then came back, came up to Ramwick and won, I yeah. think, and was good. But yeah, look, I went with Oxley Road, who has looked like an absolute donkey and dropped a leg this prep, but has had genuine excuses and weirdly gets out to a really nice price. It's just this thing that I'm not overthinking it too much and forgiving the runs and taking the price generation I was keen on, but have a feeling he kind of dodging the wet. He's also accepted in Sydney and it would depend how the track plays. And cause there's plenty to take out of the run in the Moya, but yeah, I landed on Oxley road and I might just be an idiot and he might come last, but I just, there was genuine excuses and the price to me just looks great. 31 into 26, Oxley Road. So if you like it, you'll be getting a bloody good price. Tom, you like anything in the sprint? I uh, I don't think that's the worst bet at all. Um, I actually looked at it and I didn't mind it either. So uh, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind Malkovich either. It's um, Caulfield form's not bad. Four starts, a win, and a couple of placings. So I reckon there's a bit of value around. Um, uh, Dragonstone... I've been a big, big fan of, but I was on it on a lot of those seconds. So I um, want to see it come back and do pretty well. So, yeah, Dragonstone, right favourite. But, yeah, a couple of knockouts in Makovic and Oxley. Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but Oxley Road won it last year, right? In the last race of the day on Everest Day. Um, correct. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, and it beat Malkovic. Um Yeah, correct. Good old Blake McDougall. Um, Coey, who are you with? I'm with Malkovich to do Oxley Road. I think um, <laughs> I'm just hoping for I'm swinging for the fence. Really, I think it's just got the you know it's got Barrier One. It is an out and out leader. It's a speed horse. Uh, there is so much speed drawn wide of it. I mean, it does bring a couple of the backmarkers into it, but I think Joshy Parr. I mean, he's gone down there for Bjorn, and I mean, I love Joshy Parr. So I mean. How can you not love Joshy Parr? Is probably how I word it. Um, <laughs> Joshy Parr. is the, the fucking smiling assassin. So I'm hoping that he does one over Oxley Road. But I mean, Oxley Road is, at the end of the day, a bit of a silly price for winning this race last year. Lukey Nolan's been aboard it a couple of times, Ben Moody, and it's 26 bucks winning this race last year. You know, like, you know, I think it's still competitive. But I think Malkovich goes one better this year and takes the salutes. Okay, love that. I, I actually really liked Malkovich as well, Kai, but I just was worried that it was uh, couldn't handle the wet track. Was my query? That, yeah, anyway. I think that heavy heavy tens definitely a little bit of a down. I think it needs a little bit more of a dry surface. Uh, heavy eight, I reckon, would be like I don't know what the actual forecast reads from now until Saturday, but. If it if there is a couple of drying days and if it hits heavy eight, I think it's half a chance. Soft seven, then we're laughing. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. Let's mention the True Stark Stakes, fourteen hundred meters race number eight. Chain of Lightning is going around as the favourite. Chain of Lightning cost the entire country a multi last start. Jamie Carabor, dollar seventy, which was where Zapateo won the race, and Zapateo last week, I am sure, cost the planet multis as well. Everyone was multiing up all the Godolphin runners, where I think Damien Oliver was on the last at two bucks or whatever, and it just was a tough, tough watch. Palasapan is there at six bucks. Kiss on all four cheeks. Love the horse. Um, it's sticking around the six fifty seven. 50 mark, won a really good race back into Flemington. Pride of Jenny is there. Jamie Carr's aboard. Love it when you see Jamie Carr aboard. Um, something paying decent odds. Argentia, Flying Mascot, Excelia is going around. And good coin, good coin for Fortunate Kiss. Chris, what about Fortunate Kiss, mate? Give it any love. 26 into 16. Uh, it was one of mine last prep, but no, I uh, don't think this is the right setup for it. This does feel like a group one to me. I feel like the Mayor's don't get in that group one. And 
I reckon this could be a little group run. It's a really nice race. I settled on Channel Lightning. Had that tough run you mentioned uh, when it got beaten by Zapato, but just maps really perfectly here. I did really like Pride of Jenny, who gets car here and should look to slide forward, but it just, again, the, the wet is the query for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy, anything here? I don't know if it'll be this race, but watch out for Rock O'Clock in a very hot uh, tempo race. It'll be flying home and winning something in Melbourne. Uh, I think it was a grey. Is it a grey race? Is it a grey Rock O'Clock? The one a couple of years ago, but um, I, I'm a big uh, pan, uh fan. I think he almost got it last start, Munsty, and um, the Brisbane form in Melbourne has been going really well. Timmy Clark on, I think that's a big tick. And uh, I think there's also a lot of upside, so I want to be with Palacipan. Palacipan, six bucks, Coey. It's a tricky one because um, I think Pride of Jenny is the only horse that's one on the, the proper slop. So a lot of these horses are going to be oh, handling it tough come Saturday. So I, I don't mind the fact of backing Excel, dear. Um Excelita, sorry, Excelita. Yep. I think just that last last start against Argentia. Argentia is a proper speed horse for mine. I think it just it will look the winner for a good chunk of time. Uh, I don't know how she will go on the heavy ten or worse if there is more rain expected. But I I have to respect this little uh, this little mare from um, the Ben and JD Hayes team, and I think. She was really good last start. Three quarters behind. Uh, she gets an ideal barrier this start. I think she will be kind of box seating thereabouts. She'll be on speed-ish. Uh, she's got soft track form. Uh, she's only run on the heavy ones. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, Mick D, don't mind that. Uh, he's, he's ridden at the last two starts. Not for a win, but regard. Oh, actually, no. One last start, but the two starts back on the 1,200, which was too sharp for it. When Zapatao won, I think that was, oh, I think track conditions didn't suit because the I think the rail was red hot that day as well. So I'm happy to go with Excelia, who's got the form on the on the board. Love that bit of bit of odds for that. Uh, what are you getting? Fifteen bucks. All right, we've talked about a couple of Caulfield. Chris, you've obviously done the form. Is there anything that really stands out to you? Any best bets? Any other race you want to have a look at? No, look, we covered all the main things. My best bet is in the first. Again, hopefully we get a better showing than we did last week when Carr butchered Old Flame. But starting the day with Hell Hath No Fury, ran behind a real smart one in Walton By on Underwood Day at Sandown, and the time held up really well. Shin sticks here. Um, was close to the decent speed that day. This is a small field, I think, can kind of settle wherever she wants here in a little three or Phillies race. Started that off with a $5 winner. Love that. Hell has no fury. Just kick it off. 12.15 in the afternoon. All right. Um, let's come back. Let's do a group multi. All right. We, um, we are going quite optimistic with our multi. We've all picked one, and we're all doing them to win, to be honest. And our multi is playing pretty decent. I'll kick things off. I'm going Stockman. And for anyone that knows me, I dislike distance races a lot, but I think Stockman is a good bet. I think it's $3.80. I think I'm, it's, it's juicy, especially against my uh, tough tough spelling Favorite there in Brenton Abdullah and Kieran Maher and David Eustace. I will not pronounce you, but Stockman three eighty is my going in for me. Kohai, who are you going? I'm not on Cadre. Didn't know. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be on Mr Mozart in the Silver Eagle. I think Barrier One. It's drawn a peach. Uh, hoping that the gun Brenton Abdullah takes it, sits it, and then just controls the race and just shoots for home right on the point of the turn and just never looks back. So. Mr. Mozart to win. Do you suggest a futures multi on the Golden Eagle, or is it not worth at eleven bucks? Probably wouldn't come in a touch for a whole lot, would it? Uh, it'll come in a touch. Uh, the Golden Eagle market this year is actually a real tricky one because there is some European interest uh, coming in this year. So, uh, watch your replays. I think Mr. Mozart is half a chance. Don't get me wrong; like he is an onset speed horse uh, coming into a fifteen hundred meter Rose Hill race. I know that notoriously the backmarkers or midfielders have come into that race and won on the slot, historically anyway. So 
definitely do your form before putting a, ba- a bet on, but Mr. Mozart wouldn't be a bad one. Okay, Mr. Mozart, Coey, Stockman, me. Tom, your one? Mate, my phone just dropped out. Race two, number 11, Caulfield, Zach. Can you see what it is? Can you... Sorry, give me the... For anyone that um doesn't know, Tom can speak a bit of French. So can you... I'll, I'll give me to spell it out to you. Cap? D-E? Cap de jeu. Cap de jeu. All right, Damien, oui. Ol- Damien Oliver and his boy. <laughs> we is his award, $2.15. So we got Stockman, Mr. Mozart... Crawford race two number eleven, and to round it out with Chris, who will either be killing our multi or saluting. What is it, mate? Do you not like distance racing, Zach? Because it goes for like two and a half minutes, and you can't stay focused for that long. Correct. Yeah, that's why I like watching the three hundred ninety meter dog races. Dishies. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm with Hell Hafner Fury. I will be kicking off the multi, getting off to a winning start. In race one at Caulfield. 150 to one if you want to have a lash at that. Um, if you want to put them all in for a place, you're getting about five bucks, but what's the fun in that? So if Chris gets that home, then we have a, a good little sweat to go for. All right, boys. Shit, I'm, I'm the anchor. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're last. Oh, you'll be, you would, we'll be long gone by then. No, no, no. Oh. You would always be my pick for the anchor as well. Oh, no. God. Um, Mr. Mozart. Just while we're salute. chatting, guys, um, you saw him make it longer legs than me. <laughs> what do you make of the better promotion? Love I mean, it. It's been, everyone I've been speaking to, like, oh, I walk in and everyone's like, oh, have you heard about this? Have um, you heard about that? Um, like, people people who don't bet are talking to me about it. It's definitely got a license. And, like, they've obviously got backing to do it and they're yeah. getting subscribers. For those who don't know, they're offering, I think, um, 101 for Melbourne Cup. NRL Grand Final next year, uh, AFL Premiers, NBA, NBA Premiers. Yeah. Um, $21 Cox Plate, any runner. Yeah, so uh, I think they're going to be a big player, um, and this is a good way to get people in the door. What are you guys did, did you see their Saturday promo? What they're doing? No, let me know. So they're no. doing they're doing money back second to fifth, and if you run second to fifth, you get bonus they do bonus cash, not bonus bets, and you get it doubled to your stake. So if you have 50 on, you're getting 100. If you have 100 on, or maybe maybe it's up to 50. But anyway, you're getting double your stake um, if it runs second to fifth this weekend. So look, they've obviously got a huge backing. And to be honest, I've, I've seen a million different, like pretty high deposit matches and stuff um, for this weekend. But look, people, like Tom, you just said, the people that don't punt, like my partner's just gone, I just explained it to her, I said, you can have 10 bucks on bloody Melbourne next year if you want, and you can be sweating them if they're in the top four at the end of the year. You have them going for $1,000, and you had 10 bucks on. So, to be honest, it's crazy not to just, even if you're not a punter, or you're a very small punter, deposit your 50 bucks, they'll probably match your 50, and have your 10 bucks on all those things, because you're getting to watch it for a whole year. It's great. The wagering landscape needs a bit of a shake-up, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's clever. People don't get looked after enough. That's awesome. So they're obviously... They're what? news corp, and they're obviously linked to, like, punters and those sort of, like, people as well. So they're in there giving their tips and stuff, but... I wonder if any broadcasting will be in their future. Um, don't know. I, th- I, w- I would have to say so. I w- like, you, th- you see that Sky's already done a deal with Dabble. Dabble's pretty, pretty popular, so you can watch your bets on... Sky with double, you can watch your bets on Sky with sports bet, you can do all that. But um have you boys made an account? I made one, I haven't deposited or anything yet, but pretty keen. Maybe. Yeah, no, I did last night. It um I mean I run the old man as well and he was very intrigued by it and yeah, no, it's it's definitely a way to get people in and um yeah, as Chris said, like uh it's good to have a, a new face in the game and if they need people to work, I'll um, come over <laughs> to the right price. Uh, well, I think, I think... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, um, no, no, really interesting to see where we are six months down the road. Um, especially like, I, I know they got deep pockets, but how long can this sort of model yeah. be sustained? I think if you can, I I don't know them, but I've put in, been put into contact with one of their account managers and he's giving very generous deposit matches. I, so I actually heard you were headhunting they were like trying to find like some of the um the best givers of cash on a Saturday, and I heard my name came up. Name of the rank was uh, Zed Tunbridge. That's that's probably probably not uncommon. Um, second in line, Tom White. 
They can take you on, mate. They, they, they take you on. <laughs> Bet no, are. No, no. Um, yeah. Coey, what do you think of it? Bet are. Like, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I, I've just signed up. I haven't deposited or anything. But I think it's an ordinary it's kind of looking site, to be honest. But I'm, I'm sure there's going to be improvements to come. Mm. Uh, I have no yeah. doubt. It's, it's just about getting the business and the, the population talking about it and joining and signing up. And they've successful, successfully done so. Like, it's... It's been like the the worst kept secret, and then it's finally launched, and people are just all about it. So it's hard not to be about it. Yeah. I, I I've signed up immediately. It's only been open for what two days or so now. Um, I'm and the the hundred to ones and the twenty to ones that they're offering. Shit, like Tommy said, the Savo when I left him uh, at work, he said you just put sixty bucks in the account and just dive into those specials that yeah. they've got right now and. You could potentially win, I guess, more or less, what, uh, four and a half grand thereabouts anyway, <laughs> um, just off yeah. 60 bucks, well, off six individual bets. Yeah, you ob- incredible. You, you obviously can't, people that obviously don't punt that off, you can't actually just put $10 on every single horse and get 100 to 1 and make money that way. You get one $10 bet per thing. I think my Melbourne Cup, my one is Loft. I'm going to be backing Loft. Um, and then the fact that you can back Animo. And even, look. How much we, European form have you done, Thomas? Well, we, I did a little story with the Hayes boys, and <laughs> they have been involved with the horse, and they talked me into that horse or Kimura. Don't know much about Kimura, but they were the two horses they gave a good push to. So I'm just following them. And Will the, you just tune in from the home straight? Pretty much, of course. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. But then don't worry about it. When you come come to the Cox Plate, mate, I'll be I'll be watching that and back, backing Animo at twenty one dollars. So that I think it's just crazy the fact that you can get twenty one bucks for Animo. And then look, yes, it's ten bucks, and you know two hundred and ten dollars is two hundred and ten dollars. But the fact you can have any horse like that, if you don't like Animo, cool, you can like Zaki, you can like I'm Thunderstruck. It's not every day you're getting these horses at these big odds. So if you haven't done it, it's worth just having you putting your ten bucks around and. I don't know anything about AFL, but I'll probably just back whoever won this year in Geelong. But it's a good sweat to have at the end of next year. Couldn't agree yeah, more. Bloody earth, yeah. All right, boys. Good weekend. Um, are we all there on the weekend? I'm planning on going out. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of listeners have sort of been reading, uh, reaching out. So, look, if you're there, message us. I, I think, Koa, you said you're probably going to drive. I might drive. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Tom, you'll be working. Chris, I assume you're on the piss. I will not be on the piece, but I will be out there. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll all be out there. So that'd be nice. Them much after Reach out. We can all just annoy Tom, um, who's stuck in a little truck out the back. We can um, go see him. But fingers crossed we have a fat day, boys. Uh, all the best. And uh, may we all salute. Cheers, fellas. Go well, boys. Chapter joie. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee race to number 11. <laughs>